0: Welcome back to the Crossover Across Time podcast. We're back for our first um, kind of official second round episode with the first round having fully wrapped up this weekend and a couple of second round games having uh, tipped off. We're excited to move on to the next round of playoff basketball. Um, And we're also excited to have back into the fold our Monday co-host and my good friend Wyatt. How are you doing today, Wyatt?
1: I'm doing really well. I've had a lot more time the last couple of days because I graduated from with my bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. So now I, you know, don't really have anything. I don't have a job currently because I quit my job preparing for, you know, graduation and starting something else up. So I am in between right now and don't have schoolwork. So. I feel pretty good.
0: Sounds like the dream. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But it's also kind of calm before the storm because Wyatt is going to be doing some more schooling and some more career prep stuff as far as going into a a health profession. Yeah, that is true. So, but it'll be nice to relax for a little while. Um, So I'm happy for you there. Um, Kind of both of us, you know, into new, Phases, of course. Wyatt just graduating. I have recently started that new job, so we're both kind of in that same, you know, new phase of life situation. So I, you know, sympathize there. But uh, we're we're certainly glad to have Wyatt back on the podcast. It's going to be a good one. Um, we talked before we uh, hopped on today. We're going to do a little bit of a shorter podcast it fits both of our schedules a little bit better uh, for tonight in particular so what we're going to uh, focus on with today's show is um we're gonna kind of focus on summarizing wrapping up the the last two series from the first round that finished up this weekend um in turn we'll maybe chat a bit about a preview for that second round series which will uh tip off tomorrow We'll cover our latest news, of course, and then we'll give you some game previews for this week. All of the second round matchups that you're going to see this week. Uh, but we'll start, of course, with um, the Let's we'll start with the Lakers Grizzlies series. That was the first of the two series to wrap up. And it wrapped up Friday night um, with the Lakers getting the home victory against the Grizzlies by a massive margin. Uh They went at 125 to 85. Um, Yeah, Lakers just dominant in this game, close out the Grizzlies in commanding fashion. And it was a steady lead that just got bigger and bigger throughout the course of the game. Memphis actually had the lead uh, at the beginning of the game. But uh, yeah, the Lakers were on a mission to close it out. You look at the box scores, uh, Grizzlies not... Terrible, but I mean, John Morant, 10 points, 6 assists, 3 steals. Obviously, you look for him to have some more points, um, but he has been dealing with that hand injury. Certainly something to factor in. Uh, Their leading scorer was actually Santi Aldamu, who had 16 points off the bench, uh, 15 from Desmond Bain, 14 from Jaron Jackson Jr., 10 for Dylan Brooks. Uh, We'll chat about Brooks in just a moment. Meanwhile, for the Lakers, D'Angelo Russell, 31 points. Uh, He led them in scoring. LeBron with 22 points, six assists, five rebounds. Anthony Davis, 16 points, 14 rebounds and five blocks uh, and 11 points for Austin Reeves. It's interesting because those were their only double figure scorers and they had some solid scoring efforts. But um, just a lot of guys off the bench with nine points, eight points, uh, you know, Malik Beasley, Lonnie Walker, Jared Vanderbilt. So they really spread out their scoring compared to the Grizzlies not as high as scoring totals and their bench didn't get it done going into this off season. Now with this series wrapped up, why, what are your thoughts on this Grizzlies team? Maybe relating to that Dylan Brooks question. We were chatting about it before we started uh, people's comments on Dylan Brooks. Um, you know, Oh, he needs to, he's going to be in playing in China next season and all of these kind of absurd comments maybe what what are your thoughts on how the grizzlies look at this season now that it's wrapped up and what they are going to be looking to do uh before next season
1: right i and i told karsten you know beforehand that i really don't like doing brooks i think he's obnoxious and kind of an agitator which Mm -hmm. kind of is his role as karsten uh mentioned but I I don't think he you know should be removed to, out of the NBA you know <laughs> like going to the G League or going to China or something. I think he I think he's a good role player still. He kind of reminds me of like uh maybe a poor man's Drew Holiday or you know kind okay. of that that type of player. Okay. Uh there there's another aggravating card that I, I would think
0: to... I would think drew holiday would be like the, the opposite of agitating. I mean, the defensive side, I, I would agree there. Um, yeah.
1: That, that I just mean on defense.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, like a
1: pretty, a pretty good ball frustrating to play. Ball against. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's kind of Dylan Brooks, except yeah. Dylan Brooks is much more aggressive in the whole uh, aspect of his game.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe a, a cross between drew holiday and Draymond Green, I don't. Yes, know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think
1: I think he fits with the Grizzlies. Honestly, I I don't. I think he is, you know, overall been a good asset for them. Maybe not in, entirely in this series, mm-hmm. but overall for the Grizzlies going forward, I I think that you know. First of all, they need to have a consistent season where, you know, John Morant doesn't have a hiatus for some mental treatment and mm. which, you know, didn't really appear to hurt them that badly. They they definitely had some poor streaks, but they also had some very good games without Morant. But I think just that lack of continuity mm-hmm. uh, kind of maybe hurt their, overall chemistry for yeah. the playoffs and then i think just more development is a young team mm-hmm. you know despite being talented there's something to be said about some veteran experience which uh you know i'm not thinking of a lot of veteran experience there you got their their stars are like morant and mm-hmm. desmond bain jaron jackson uh you know young guys who have Been to the playoffs before, but never really seen any success there because they were young guys then, too.
0: Mm -hmm. That's a fantastic point, yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned that, and I'm trying to think myself. Um, I was going to mention, of course, the Stephen Adams injury that was a big factor in this series, yeah, absolutely. And he would be one of your very few players who has that veteran experience, leadership, things of that nature. Obviously, having been with, you know, some Oklahoma City Thunder teams that had some deep playoff runs. The only other guy that would be even close on this Grizzlies team would be Luke Kennard. And even then, like, he's still fairly young. So it's a great point. Their stars and a lot of the rotation, it's all about it's a young team that's grown together and they're trying to figure out how to be successful all on their own. And Jenkins is a good head coach too, but they it, they definitely could use, you know, like a, a Danny Green who they had, but, oh, they, you know, got rid of him during the season. You know, guys like that, that have that experience, that would definitely bring a lot of value to um, this team and their efforts in the future. Meanwhile, looking at the Lakers, uh first off, Kudos to them. Congrats to them. Of course, moving on to the second round. Um, I guess, well, I guess we'll leave it as a congrats. And again, we'll, we'll talk about the Lakers a little more in depth when we talk about that second round series Um, for now, let's real quick jump to that other series. It was two games from this last weekend Friday uh, where the golden state warriors hosted the Sacramento Kings and the Kings got the clutch victory on the road to avoid elimination. They won that one 118 to 99 that tied the series three games to three. And then last night, Sunday night, um, the Warriors went into Sacramento for game seven and the Warriors ended up getting the victory 120 to 100 win it in seven games, four to three. Both these games have a lot of exciting things to talk about. And um, game seven is going to be a legendary game for a long time, but, Let's start off real quick with game six. Um, give the the Kings credit here. I mean, they played fantastic on the road. Malik Monk had a really another standout game. 28 points off the bench, two blocks, a steal, seven rebounds. I mean, when he's locked in off the bench, it, they've been hard to beat. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, 26 points, 11 assists. We're dealing with that finger injury. Uh, Keegan Murray, 15 points, 12 rebounds. He had his best game. Uh, or one of his best games in this series in his very young career. Sabonis, only 23 minutes in this game. Uh, He was limited with foul trouble. And uh, Harrison Barnes didn't play very much for some reason. Uh, But they also saw the emergence of Terrence Davis. He's been on their bench, and he became a bigger part of their rotation in this game. They felt like they wanted to go with him. Uh, he was more of a de- defensive impact player in that game. Uh, 12 points each from Herter and Trey Lyles, you know, so they put together enough pieces there. Then the Warriors, I mean, Steph Curry was solid, 29 points. Klay Thompson, 22 points. Andrew Wiggins with 13. Looney, good rebounding. You know, Draymond with some assists off the bench, but uh, the Warriors just didn't have a great offensive game. They didn't have it really pulled together. The Kings were sharp. They were really motivated to get that win. So that was game six. And then you turn to game seven and it's almost like you flip the script as far as, um, you know, one team really locked in the other, just kind of not able to meet that effort. Um, well, that's a really basic summary. The, I did watch this game and the Kings played very well through the whole game. If we're going to be honest, the Kings didn't have a terrible game the Warriors just happen to have a very good game all around. And one of their players happened to have one of the best playoff games we've ever seen bar none. Um, so that helped give them the victory. You look at the Kings in game seven, Demonis the bonus, led them in scoring 22 points, eight rebounds, seven assists, uh, maybe his best game of that series. 16 for Darren Fox. He struggled. Uh, fourteen each for Malik Monk and Terrence Davis off the bench. Terrence Davis had four threes. He emerged as a huge scoring threat. Ten points, seven rebounds for Keegan Murray. Um, so they had solid performances. They were a little bit underwhelming at times, and the rebounding side was definitely a struggle. Um, and you look at the Warriors, Kevon Looney, twenty-one rebounds. I think about half of those came in the third quarter. Um, and it was embarrassing for the Kings at times he was that dominant on the mm-hmm. rebounding Edge um you know 11 points as well Clay Thompson with only 16 he was off all night uh it was a big story throughout the game Andrew Wiggins, 17 points seven rebounds uh but then Stephen Curry you know people some people have said that he is not a great playoff performer those who have said that I'm not sure what they're talking about and you especially it's you know, hard to even try and make that case after this game, game seven facing elimination on the road when your team has been garbage on the road in the regular season this year, 50 points with eight rebounds, six assists, and his shooting was unbelievable. He made seven threes. He sh- shot above 50% for the whole game. He actually missed a couple free throws, um, but he was not going to be denied. And he's one of the best in the game for a reason. You know why I've kind of rambled for a bit about this game six and game seven. Maybe you can just kind of speak a little bit more to Steph Curry himself as far as that game. And, you know, this is a guy we you and I have been watching for most of our, you know, our high school years, college. I mean, our biggest personal recollections of the NBA. He's been dominant throughout. Maybe just speaking to that a little bit, your thoughts on, on Steph Curry.
1: Right. Yeah, and he I, – I also watched the second half of this game, um, mm-hmm. which,
0: you know, he didn't play
1: as much a, in as he did the first half
0: maybe. I don't know. But he – in, in the third quarter, I think he was a little bit limited. And then mid to late fourth quarter, he kind of, you know, got a little bit more of a spark so yeah kind of a mix i'd say
1: yeah so but yeah he was he was dominant and it seemed like everything like even at the times where you thought he was going to to struggle and like maybe turn it over and lose the ball like it looked like he was kind of just uh you know barely keeping it in control then mm-hmm. he just somehow end up with a wide open layup uh like there's one play in particular where he's going up the middle and he splits a double team mm-hmm. and then the um, Sabonis I think steps up and it, he just looks like he's losing the ball the entire time, but somehow it's just on a string or something and he yeah. ends up with it and gets and gets a you know a layup and I'm like Man this guy just he's kinda you know another one of those guys that despite his age is still playing phenomenally Mm -hmm. uh, after years and years and years of being phenomenal in the game of basketball. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: they, uh, in the interview afterwards, I remember someone asking him, you know, who, who's going to stop Steph Curry or like who can stop Steph Curry. And he said something like, uh, I, you know, I hope we never find out, but Yeah, it's that's that's honestly true. Like when he's on, you know, no it there's not really a lot you can do when Mm -hmm. someone can just drill it that consistently from outside.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah. And and um you you talked a lot about his ability to finish inside and um it gets talked about consistently as being underrated his of course his ball handling but also his you know layups and and things like that inside but as much as you know basketball circles talk about that being underrated that it's still underrated like people still don't talk enough about how adept he is inside and it, you know if Steph Curry was the exact same level of three-point shooter that he is but was terrible inside scoring wasn't a great consistent mid-range shooter you know it would be a totally different player because you would just lock on to him like he would still dominate from three but as soon as you he could have inside,
1: that just sticks there yeah
0: <laughs> yeah exactly you could do the doubles and and totally you know erase the three-pointer but i mean he's got the passing vision he gets not he doesn't get the credit because he doesn't get the assists I mean, Draymond's kind of the facilitator a lot of the time, but um, but he can drive inside and finish. He has incredible layup ability, you know, takes contact. He's gotten, you know, you, you compare him to 2013, 10 years ago to now, and he's gotten stronger. Um, he's just phenomenal. And he's a player, you know, I was thinking about LeBron. You know, LeBron was dominant in the first Cavs run and the first years in Miami. But once he got those championships and as he got even a little bit older, he got even better, you know, and that's Steph right, Curry. Yeah. Think about like the 2018 Cavs and how unbelievable LeBron was. I mean, that's kind of like what we're seeing right now is Steph. After all these years, after all those championships, he's, you know, maybe still at his best right now, and mm-hmm. it's just unbelievable. So yeah, um, one last thing I'll say: look at Curry, man, so inspirational. Yeah, that's my that's my last
1: comment. You know, every team needs Matthew Dellavedova. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, because he can stop Steph Curry. <laughs> just...
0: Yeah, there. Well, and. <laughs> and that is the icing on the cake you know matthew delvadova was on the kings roster this season yeah <laughs> and there was somebody and, uh, yeah had posted like a picture they had like banners outside the arena you know with all the different players and it was one with delvadova on the kings banner and steph curry is shaking right now and <laughs> anyways but um i my i guess my real last comment um the thing that I don't want to see happen now that the Warriors have won, I don't want to see people immediately discounting what the Kings were able to do in this series, forcing that Warriors team to seven games. And, of course, I'm biased again because I wanted the Kings to win the series. They are my pick to win the series. But that said, this team, you know, forget about the whole breaking the playoff drought and all that kind of stuff. This was a team that had, you know, I mean, they made a trade for a big piece. They had signed some guys. They just don't have that huge star power like a Clippers or a Lakers or whatever, but they have guys that have emerged as true superstars in their own right. Um, they, you know, they played a great brand of basketball. There weren't any guys that you really hated on this team. You know, they were all just good competitors. Um, and again, they forced seven games. They had every chance to win this series, you know. And they had some bad breaks. They they didn't get it done at sometimes, you know. And the Warriors yeah. earned the series. They Warriors earned the series victory. But people better not be saying, "Oh well, the Kings." It was whatever. The Warriors. We knew we were, the Warriors were going to win that series because that's some some bullcrap. And I'll leave it at that. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I got to throw in that. I knew they would win. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> there it is.
1: <laughs> no, I, um, I just wanted to give another plug for the Kings, though. You mentioned that, you know, one of the Warriors had, you know, arguably the best game of their career and mm-hmm. Steph Curry. Right. Yeah. And I would also throw, you know, maybe two of them Kevon Looney, you know, getting 10 offensive reboards, 11 defensive reboards, Mm-hmm. Reboards. I don't know why I'm saying reboards, rebounds. Uh, I apologize for my stroke there. But okay. yeah, 21 rebounds. And like you said, that third quarter just dominant and embarrassingly dominant on the boards.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I would say that that's one of the best games probably in his career, too.
0: I think absolutely. And especially the last half of that series. The two players mm-hmm. that won that won the series for Golden State were Steph Curry and Kavon Looney, and yeah, yeah, his presence as a rebounder has been phenomenal. And he really isn't even that in the regular season; he doesn't usually show up that spectacularly. I mean, he has a handful of games where he goes off really on you know big rebounding nights, but in the regular season, you kind of forget that he's there. And then yeah, obviously. Like last playoffs, and he's starting to do it this playoffs too. He just becomes, you know, the perfect center for what they do and the way they play. And so, yeah, yeah, I got a ton of credit.
1: Yeah, I just included him with a lot of the past Warriors centers that, you know, it seems like in, in many years past in the playoffs, they, you know, have this amazing backcourt. Um, but their front court, like, or I mean, they have Draymond, but their center is always kind of like a joke. It seems like, or is often kind of a joke, like mm-hmm. doesn't really do anything, just as someone to stand in the paint. And I yeah. kind of had just kind of had kevon Looney in that, uh, in that uh arena, I guess. Mm-hmm. Not as much as some of the past ones, but then yeah, of course he just turns it on in the playoffs and becomes exactly what they need.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, huge credit to him. He was, you know, Curry and him. I mean, Curry, obviously, that was a game unlike any other. But Kevon Looney was a clear second reason why the Warriors were able to close out that series. So yeah, uh, kudos to him. And again, that's it for our, our first round. That wrapped up the first round. We did, of course, have some second round games this weekend. But again, we'll focus on covering those on Wednesday's show. Um, with that, you know, you mentioned your warriors pick. I mentioned my Kings pick. Let's actually just chat for a second about our, um, our predictions, maybe just see where we're at. And we posted this on our Instagram page, real quick plug, uh, crossover across time. Uh, the, that's our account name, no capital letters in there. We share content from the show as well as content from across the NBA. Um, That along with the podcast, great way to stay up to date on what's going on in the NBA, so definitely check it out. But uh, with that being said, we posted our updated scores for our predictions. And looking at it right now, uh, Justin and I, our brackets are tied with 13 points. Um, Again, in the first round series, you get two points for a correct pick of who will win the series. You can get a bonus point if you pick the correct series record. Um, so for example, one of my correct picks in the first round, I picked the Celtics over that was a technicality. I mean, even though we didn't get the play in team that the Celtics would face correct in the first round, we still counted the series record, um, in that case. So like I picked the Celtics over the heat, four games to two Celtics beat the Hawks four games to two. So in that particular instance, it still counted as an extra bonus point. I'm probably over explaining it. Uh, simply put, Wyatt is, uh, he's got an early lead. He picked uh six of the series correct. The only ones he didn't get correct are the ones that all three of us completely, um, messed up. Our Bucks, Calves side of the Eastern Conference playoffs. Um, all three of us had Bucks and Calves in the second round, and neither of those teams made it. But otherwise. Yeah, Wyatt got all the other picks correct, and in three of those six, he picked the great, the correct series record. So, Wyatt, kudos to you for that. Thank you, sir.
1: <laughs> I will admit, I put in more effort to this than I was originally planning on doing, so I'm glad it's paying off a little bit. <laughs>
0: gotcha. Well, and it's funny because when we first did this, you were very adamant. You said, I want to make it clear, I'm not rooting for the Warriors. That just happened to be the way it turned out. You didn't seem very yeah. sold on your <laughs> on your Warriors pick but so far you're you're looking good. I mean they're in the second round. Yeah.
1: Cuz I do not want the Warriors to win and I can't stress that enough cuz I feel like it'd be fun just watching another team, you know, get the win. Right. And frankly I'm sick of the Warriors always being good in the playoffs and stuff. <laughs> but but yeah, just come when I was like looking at matchups and different things as I went through my bracket I was like freak man the Warriors are gonna be good again <laughs> and it ended up in my first as my pick to win
0: right absolutely um so yeah I mean your picks are good uh what Justin and I are not too far behind again it's only a few points and with our second round series a correct pick in the second round Nets you four points and if you get the series record correct that's an additional two-point bonus so you can pick up some big points in the second round um but you know that's that's just a quick update yeah let's take this opportunity also to segue into a quick chat about that second round series friday we talked through the three other second round matchups but now let's chat about that last one now that it's locked in the uh seven seed lakers uh, facing the six seed Golden State Warriors, the Warriors will have the home court advantage in this series. Just one game separating these teams in the regular season record, so this is a very intriguing matchup. Why, what are your initial thoughts mm-hmm. on Lakers versus Warriors?
1: Um, I am rooting for the Lakers and I hope that the Lakers win, but I have the Warriors picked to win in seven games, so. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, both teams have been consistent this year, struggling with injuries, you know, playing terribly at times.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I think that, you know, in light of LeBron still currently struggling with some injury stuff, uh, you know, having to take time off pretty regularly and and you know anthony davis being as fragile as he seems to be mm-hmm. and also kind of streaky you know like anthony davis will have a freaking phenomenal game and then he'll turn around the next night and score nine points or something so i i just think that overall the warriors despite them also being a little more streak a little streaky uh, as far as teams go in the regular season I think that they're more consistent than the Lakers and less likely to have um, well less likely to have injuries might be an incorrect statement because Steph and Clay both are also fragile mm-hmm. uh, but I, I, I for some reason think that they are less likely to suffer a big injury and it seems like they have a little bit deeper of a bench they have some
0: really solid players in Jordan Pool and whatnot. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pool. Um, depending on the way they work their lineup, you have either Divincenzo or they've had Draymond off the bench. Uh, they did that a lot in the first round. Um, of course, Kaminga Moody has emerged as a more of a rotation piece for them. Yeah, that depth they probably have the advantage for sure. Looking at the Lakers, you've got. Um, how oh, Malik Beasley, uh, Schroeder, I guess, coming off the bench with Russell starting and uh, like Lonnie Walker, Troy Brown, like they don't have a bad bench, um, but it's definitely not as formidable in some ways as the Warriors. Um, so that's a fair yeah. one. I think the intrigue for me in this series is when you think about the matchups lebron going to be guarded by andrew wiggins who's had kind of a late career renaissance becoming yeah. a, a defensive you know presence out of nowhere the first several years he was in minnesota i was ready to write him off as a you know an athletic guy yeah i mean like obviously not in the same way as like an anthony bennett but um just you know a little bit of an underachiever you know he could get you a solid consistent 18 to 20 points a game athletic, not a great shooter. And I was ready to write it off, but he's become like the warrior's X factor with his rebounding games, his defensive efforts. He hits the threes, you know, like he's kind of been this unique piece for them. Um, So him match up against LeBron is interesting. It'll be Anthony Davis, probably against Kevon Looney since Davis has been kind of more at center. And then, Mm -hmm or maybe Draymond against Anthony Davis. That's super interesting if that ends up happening. And then yeah, D'Angelo Russell on Curry and Reeves on Clay Thompson, just the bravado on both sides is going to be super interesting to watch for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I,
1: I think it'll be fun. And you know, how many times have we seen LeBron and Steph face off in the playoffs? <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Like, and it seems
1: like it's been a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, it has, but it's also been a little while. It hasn't been since yeah, it has been, yeah. It hasn't been since 2018. If you want to count the play-in game from 21, I guess you yeah. can, but totally different feel. The Warriors didn't have Clay Thompson. So this is gonna be a super interesting series, uh, for sure. Okay, so that's our you know, short little preview for that series again that will tip off on Tuesday. Um, before we get into our full game previews, let me real quick run through our latest news. Uh, surprisingly, over the weekend, not a ton of uh, news items, but uh, we'll go ahead and jump into it anyways. Um, we've had most of the uh, regular season awards announced, uh, you know, six man of the year, rookie of the year, all of those. Uh, the last one we we're waiting on was MVP, uh, and we officially have a date for when that will be announced. Uh, the 2023 Michael Jordan most valuable player that'll be announced tomorrow, Tuesday, May 2nd uh, during the TNT set of broadcasts. So we'll finally learn whether it's uh, Embiid, Jokic, or I think Giannis was the other uh, of the three candidates. So that'll be or nominees, I suppose. That'll be exciting to finally get that news. Um,
1: how long? How, when is the last time? All candidates were seven footers. Do you think?
0: Um, that's a great question. I feel like it was probably those same three the last couple of years. If I had to oh, guess, yeah, true. <laughs> but you know, it's a good before it, then. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Before this, you know, last couple of seasons where it's been those same guys. I don't know that that's ever really happened. I mean, I can think of, um. I mean, the mid-90s, you would have had Hakeem and David Robinson. Yeah.
1: Maybe Shaq. And probably not that early, huh?
0: Actually, no, you might be right. I mean, mid-90s for, uh, you think about, like, 90, 95, the Magic had a fantastic regular season. I think it was even better than 90. No, yeah, 95 is when they made it to the finals absolutely you think 95 like that year yeah that would be my best almost guess 20 years um yeah almost 30 years oh yeah 30 <laughs> um but yeah Akeem... a key blame that on the stroke that I
1: had earlier <laughs> with the reboards
0: <laughs> you, you still got a little bit of blood on the brain yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah but no I that would be my best guess otherwise that's a that's an interesting question um yeah so let's see next item we have some injury related updates <clears throat> excuse me and that's mainly for uh the second round series we have uh for the knicks julius randall did not play in game one versus miami uh he's been a big question mark for them as far as that ankle injury um i think they still have you know, good reason to hope that he's available for game two and or game three, and he's able to play more of the series and not, but again, there's no timetable announced for really any, any of this probably more game to game. So we'll keep you posted on that. Um, conversely for the Miami heat uh, after game one, they have an injury to their star player, Jimmy Butler. Uh, he injured his ankle in game one uh, late. I think it was fourth quarter. Um, he has received treatment on that ankle injury. His status is uncertain for game two. Um, if we know Jimmy Butler at all, we would be probably, you know, uh, safe to guess that he's going to, you know, put a couple of braces on whatever it takes and get out on the floor. You know, he's an ultra mm-hmm. competitor, so. But again, we'll keep you posted on that for sure. And then lastly, for the 76ers, Joel Embiid did not play in game one tonight in Boston against the Celtics. Um, that was a another big question mark going into the second round um, with an, a knee injury that was either picked up or reaggravated in that first round matchup against the Nets. So that'll be something big to watch for with that series. Yeah. Um, so those are some injury updates. Finally, we have some Memphis Grizzlies talk. Uh, Dylan Brooks was fined $25,000 for violating the league's interview rules. More specifically, the fact that he was not uh, available for postgame interviews following the Grizzlies game six loss, uh, which was also their, you know, the loss that put them out of the playoffs. Um, he immediately packed up his things, left the building, was not did not make himself available for post game interviews and so that violated league policies um you know if i'm him i probably welcome the fine as far as i would not want to have been in post game interviews for that series after my talk you know yeah it, it <laughs> didn't <old>. work out <laughs> i mean again, I've said, I said it to Wyatt, you know, that's his role. I don't have really a problem with him being the agitator, you know, um, talking in the media in some ways, you know, it kind of takes the pressure off of Morant and Bain, you know, they're big key players because all the attention is going to be on Dylan Brooks, as far as the media and even the Lakers, you know, some of their attention gets drawn to him and, you know, that can have an opportunity to free things up for Moran and Bain. So I don't mind it from that perspective. Um, you know, I think the, the groin swipe that, you know, kind of knocked LeBron down. I think that was over the line, but, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, I, again, I think generally he was not being a negative impact to his team. Um, but definitely tough to, cause you have to kind of answer for that talk. um, And you hope that you're able to be, you know, on the right side of that. But there's times like this where you get smoked in a playoff series and you look like a fool. So (laughs) definitely a tough situation. But uh, otherwise, that is it for our news. Again, not a lot of big items um, to talk about other than the key injuries for those series. Uh, So with that, let's go ahead and check in with our game previews again. Now we're getting really, you know, locked in on the second round. We've had a few games. Um, here's what we're looking like for our games this week, and they're really spread out. Surprisingly, I think some of that is with the um, the way the conclusions of series were spread out. I mean, you know, the Sixers series has been over for like two weeks at this point uh, with the Nets, yes. um, the Warriors, and the Kings just barely ending last night. They probably are spreading out a couple of series to try and get those series lined up for games three and four a little more close. That would be my guess, but I don't know for sure. Um, but here's the schedule. Uh, so tonight, of course, we, we're we not going to talk tonight's games. I mean, uh, Celtics, Sixers, Nuggets, Suns, game one for the Celtics and Sixers series, game two for the Nuggets, Suns series. The Celtics, Sixers game has already ended. Nuggets and Suns is about to tip off. But um, looking forward for the rest of the week, Tuesday, we have two games, and it's a TNT doubleheader. Firstly, at seven thirty, we have Game Two of the Knicks and Heat series, and Knicks hosting that one. Um, this is our first chance to talk about it, but I'll real quick say that series I'm super excited about from the perspective of the history of that matchup, that Heat Knicks series. In um, actually, we might have talked about this on Friday, but regardless, um, that that Heat Knicks matchup in the late nineties was heated. It was violent it was awesome and so if we can get any shades of that in this year's series that'll be awesome Um, and pat riley is going to be very interested to see who wins the series Uh, so miami looking to stick the knife further from that uh, pat riley move in the 90s or uh, the knicks looking to get vengeance for that Um, a lot of interesting stuff with that series and then at 10 o'clock we have game one of the series we just talked about the warriors and the Lakers warriors hosting game one in San Francisco. Um, That'll be super interesting to see. Then on Wednesday, we only have one game. It's on TNT at eight o'clock. That'll be game two of the series that tipped off tonight. Uh, The Boston Celtics hosting the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, So definitely a great one to watch out for Thursday yet again, only one game. That one will be on ESPN at nine o'clock. That's game two of Lakers and Warriors. So, again, that's kind of what makes me think they're getting these later starting series, you know, filled in early so that they can have a lot of series kind of more on the same page. Game threes clumped together, game fours, stuff like that. Um, And then looking at Friday, we have two games on Friday. An ESPN double header. Firstly, we start with game three of that Celtics Sixers series this time. And game three, the Sixers will host the visiting Celtics. And then at 10 o'clock, we will have game three of the Suns and the Nuggets. Uh, game two again was tonight. Game three won't be until Friday. So that one will be spread out. Um, 10 o'clock, uh, it's game three. The Suns will host the Nuggets um, after tonight and Friday. Or set no tonight and Saturday the Nuggets hosted games one and two so that's your preview for that series um Wyatt of the four first round series which one are you wanting to see the most of
1: uh probably the Warriors Lakers it's a good pick but a healthy 76ers and Celtics. Oh man, I don't know Nuggets. They're all like super good. I, yeah. I'm not as interested in the Heat Knicks right now because he miss. He's missing Butler, maybe I guess. Mm-hmm. And then Knicks are missing Randall, which I got to throw in. I'm surprised Miami and Philadelphia won both missing key players on mm-hmm. uh, their game one. So it's kind of interesting, but I mean you have some. Phenomenal teams here you got Steph versus LeBron and all those big matchups there you got KD and Jokic Hmm. and Booker and um, Jamal Murray you know matching up in the Nuggets Suns, and then of course the 76ers if healthy and the Celtics are both full of stars as well so I think this is gonna be a very fun um very fun series is all around this this round in the playoffs. Absolutely, yeah, but I'm with you for personal reasons. I want to watch the Warriors and Lakers series, just kind of that nostalgia of watching, you know, the Cavs fight back from a three to one deficit against the Warriors, and mm-hmm. you know that Steph and LeBron show showdown.
0: Absolutely, yeah. There's something for everyone in all these series, you know, um, and. I'm with you that's it's tough to pick against that one with you know LeBron versus Curry again, you know, different supporting cast for LeBron and a lot of different supporting cast for Curry in some ways. but um that'll be a great one. but again, yeah, all that's kind of why I asked because there's so many great series this yeah, whole playoffs it's it's hard to choose one last thing we haven't mentioned it yet um and it's just a small little snippet of fun note that's been going around this is the first time in NBA history that we've had one of each seed represented in the second yeah, round. Yeah. I, it's just, I, I hadn't thought about it until I saw that. I think it was on Instagram and I was like, that is amazing. So mm-hmm. um, that's a cool one to see, you know, fun side note. One last comment, the, the heat Knicks thing that I mentioned, the history of that rivalry, there's some of that with all these series. I mean, Lakers and Warriors is more individual history, but those teams have also battled a lot in their past Um, being, you know, so close together, Western conference matchups, you know, and then also Philadelphia and Boston. That yeah,
1: is old. That is these
0: teams. <laughs> absolutely classic going back to, um, I mean, the Warriors, of course, Philadelphia Warriors, that was a whole different franchise. That was our modern-day Golden State Warriors. But you go to the beginning of the Philadelphia 76ers when the Syracuse Nationals moved to Philadelphia. It started with Wilt Chamberlain on the Sixers versus Bill Russell. In the, well, in the 70s, the Sixers weren't that great until the late 70s. And then late 70s, early 80s, you had Dr. J versus... Larry bird um, in the early 2000s, he even had shades of Allen Iverson versus Paul Pierce. I mean, there's a lot of history to that matchup um, and even mm-hmm. a lot of great recent history, Horford versus Joel Embiid and when they had Ben Simmons in tow. So it's going to be, that's going to be a great one too. Like you said, health, a big factor with Embiid playing, you know, that would be a big determining factor of if that series turns out good or not. But um, yeah, all of these series are going to be fantastic to watch. Um, so those are your previews for the week. Um, we've checked in on our brackets. We've done just about everything we plan to do with that. Let's go ahead and wrap things up, starting with our This Day in History fact. Um, today, uh, first day of May, For uh, first of all, so that's exciting. But today we're going back to 1980. Um, May 1st of 1980, Dallas is granted an expansion franchise and the Mavericks uh bring the total number of NBA teams up to 23 so the birth of the Dallas Mavericks today in NBA history and that takes care of our show um again check out our Instagram page we'd really appreciate it and we appreciate you all listening to the show both if you're new to the show or if you've already been listening we really appreciate it uh Wyatt any closing remarks before we wrap this up
1: um not really i mean Just going back to what we were talking about a minute ago, there's something for everyone in these, uh, these playoffs got some phenomenal matchups, super exciting, probably going to have a more difficult time catching as many games as you want to, rather than finding a good one to watch. So Mm -hmm. enjoy that. This round of the playoffs.
0: Absolutely. Couldn't say it better myself, but, uh, yeah, we'll be back with you on Wednesday, uh, Again, with Wednesday, we're going to be focused on recapping a lot of first round or a lot of the first games, first couple games in these series uh, since we wanted to have a little bit more of a shorter show today. Um, so that'll be Wednesday. We'll hopefully get Justin in on the fold then since he's already, he or since he's also uh, finished up his most recent semester of school. But uh, with that being said, thanks again, and we'll be back with you on Wednesday.